You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 127 with Lindsay Johnson. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am so excited to have Lindsay on the show today. She is a mom of three that homeschools and also has an online business. So I wanted to have her on today because I wanted you guys to know that if you're thinking about doing something outside of the kids, you know, wearing a different hat than being a mom and a wife, I wanted you guys to be encouraged by her story. And so I wanted you to hear her struggles, what her week looks like, how does she do it? Um, I just thought it would be great because I know that some of you are thinking about transitioning jobs from the job that you've been doing and maybe doing something different, or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you want to start a side business or something like that, and you just don't know what it looks like and how you can do it. So I wanted to bring her on to inspire you to know that you can do it and that you have gifts and qualities that you can offer to other people. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's go to the show. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Amber, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. So Lindsay, I start off every show, as you know, um, with an icebreaker about travel. And I'm a travel agent. So I love asking everyone, what is their favorite vacation spot and why? And this can be with or without kids. Okay. So growing up, my favorite trip that we took was to Yellowstone National Park. Um, And I would love to bring my family out west someday. And then probably number two was that Matt and I honeymooned in Maine. So we've just stayed in the Continental 48. Yeah. Um, I would love to see Hawaii someday. So that yes. is definitely like my bucket list vacation spot. Yeah. But we we really love to drive. So if we could take a vehicle versus Fine. a plane and, and just drive and sightsee as we go, that's that's kind of what we love to do. Yeah. Um, so I just had to do, I did a podcast, um, this morning for, it's called the Nash chat. It's with the Nashville mom. And I, she was having me on her show to talk about spring break ideas. And I was talking to her about Hawaii because you don't need a passport. And so a lot of people don't have passports for their kids and stuff like that. And I think people forget about Hawaii. And so, yeah, it's a great option to go to, especially if you don't want to hunker down and pay for all the passport costs, especially because they only mm-hmm. last five years for kids. Um, but yeah, I like that you um, drove to Maine and and that you like to drive. We too have, are that way as well. We drive a lot. And um, I was actually just thinking we need to get the girls flying, but we really have just utilized driving and, and where we can get with driving and, and that comes in handy and it keeps the cost down. So I know, yeah, a lot of pe- I know a lot of people are on tighter budgets or they have big families. It's really hard to fly with a lot of people. It gets expensive if you don't have all the points and all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Where did you stay in Maine? We stayed a couple different places, but our favorite was a little tiny cabin, essentially, um, near Acadia National Park. Mm, yes. So it, it was really, really cute. Yeah. Now... You're the second, maybe third person to talk about Yellowstone with me. Um, okay. Not two, second person on the on the podcast, but third overall in the past couple of months. Um, what do you love about it? Like, where would you go and stay with your family? Now, that's not something you would drive to, right? I mean, that's far. Or would you drive? Well, I, <laughs> we probably would drive there, actually. We drove there when I was a kid. 
Um, and we stayed in different cabins as well, but I, we, um, I grew up in a family loving the outdoors and nature and enjoying God's creation and discovering new creatures and environments. Um, and my boys now they're seven and five and they're very much the same. Like they can tell you about almost every animal on the planet and going to see elk and all the wildlife in Yellowstone would make them have an amazing vacation, which would make me have an amazing vacation. You know, if the kids are loving it, then it's just great all the way around. Exactly. Now, um, would you be camping or would you be trying to stay in a cabin or a hotel? Like what, what would you be Um, doing when you go as with your family? I would probably seek out cabins. We're not huge campers at this point. Yeah. Um, So maybe a mix of of cabins and hotels. Well, let's get started. Um, How about you share with us what your name is, where you're from, how many kids you have, and then we'll jump into how you got to where you are today. Okay. Yeah. My name is Lindsay Johnson, and I am in northern Wisconsin. So we are living one mile one mile off the shore of Lake Superior. So I was born and raised there. I love the lake so much. We're kind of right next to Duluth, Minnesota, if people are familiar with that. Um, We're up there in the Twin Ports. And we have three kids. I'm married to Matt, and our kids are seven, five, and two. Okay, so here you are. You have three kids. And I wanted to go back a little bit and and share with us um, what you do for your job, and then and then we'll jump into how you work all of that in, and we can chat about homeschooling as well. Okay, yeah. So my business is called Verity and Co, and I am a brand designer and writer for female entrepreneurs and small business owners. So I work everything from the logos of small businesses, the brand elements that create that visual that people connect with, uh, to the web design and development of the online space that you use to attract your ideal audience and your clients to you. And then the copy or the words on your site and the messaging that you use to speak to those ideal clients in hopes to grow a successful business. Yeah. And, um, I wanted to share how I met Lindsay is because I had her come and help me uh, with the wording for some of you guys might not know this, but I have a vacation planning tool and um, it really just kind of helps you budget and plan out uh, vacations, especially those travel bucket list vacations that might cost, you know, closer to $10,000 right down the road Mm -hmm. that you may need help figuring out how much this is going to be. What do we need to put aside and how old will the kids be when we can go there? So I have that tool, but I had Lindsay help me to figure out what do I need to be saying to grab people's attention when they come to the website and, and see this vacation planning tool, because here's the thing, the vacation planning tool in essence is a spreadsheet, but how do you get the words across to say like, Hey, this isn't just a spreadsheet. So I want to, I wanted to use me as an example so that you guys could kind of have an understanding of what she's talking about. If you're not really familiar with, um, sales copy and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's in essence what she's saying for that. Obviously you do way more than that, but that's where you and I connected and, and stuff like that. So here's the thing. Why I really thought it'd be great for you to come on is because there's so many moms that stay at home and would love to have a side business and make money from home. And I also have moms that homeschool and feel overwhelmed. So I thought, you know what, this would be great to inspire moms that might feel like they want to do something, um, but they can't figure it out, especially because they are homeschooling. And even if you aren't homeschooling, 
I, this is great to hear too. Um, but I also wanted to give the moms that are homeschooling just to be like, Hey, check out what Lindsay's doing and like how she's trying to figure it all out. Um, and also a lot of the moms that listen to the show, you know, they might be wanting to transition from maybe they have a corporate job or, uh, you know, a, a, a job like they, they might, it might not be corporate. It could be in anything. Um, and they want to transition or they're stay at home moms. They've left their job to stay home with the kids, but the kids are getting older and now they're looking for something. And so I, I feel like it's always good to kind of highlight people that are doing something and, uh, making it work, working it around their family. So this is why I thought it'd be perfect to have you come on and kind of just share, your journey with us and, um, what that's looked like. Yeah. Well, I am super happy to share. Yeah. I do not have everything figured out of guys, course, but I course. am happy to share who does what works and what doesn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people who you would look at and think, Oh my gosh, they have everything figured out when you, when you hear them, if they do interviews, like I've, I'm talking about people who are like, have a lot of followers, make a lot of money. I feel like they still will say, they're not where they hope to be. I just feel like that's just something that it, there's always room, you know, for improvement and everything like that. So, so here's the deal. You have three kids and they're young. And so, and you have the business and you homeschool. So, I mean, just thinking about homeschooling with three kids seems like a lot to me. Um, so how do you even do this? So let's start from the beginning. Did you start with your business first or did you start homeschooling and then you added in the business? I had my business first. I've, I had two kids at that point. So my boys were a nine months and oh, probably two and a half, almost three. Mm. Um, that's when I started my business. So I had kids, but I was able to grow the business. I like to say slowly, but steadily because I never experienced super fast increase or super fast growth. It was always slow and steady, but that is what fit my family. And that is what fit how I wanted my life to look. So looking back, I really appreciate how the growth didn't happen overnight and overwhelm me to the sense that I would just quit it all, you know? Oh, and can I just say something? So I I won't say who's company this is, but, um, I've experienced firsthand, um, someone's infrastructure, not ready to take on the level of business that they're getting. And it can just be very chaotic because it's, it's, they become successful too quickly. So I know that Mm -hmm. everybody's dream come true is to like get super successful very fast, but you have to have systems in place. And you also, then if that happens, you have to have people helping you. (laughs) So I think that's a good point to say slow and steady. Cause then you, then you have the time to learn all the things at like a good pace versus being like dumped on. Um, and then also really realizing like, Hey, do I need to bring on some people and however that looks? So I'm glad you point that out because I do think that it's very easy to think, well, if it's not fast or overnight, then I'm failing. Okay. So you have your boys and you're doing your business. Um, so how about you share with us what it looks like for you, like within your day and how, Okay, well, let me back up for a second. So you have to get clients. So so people might be thinking, okay, so you have your business and you do a really great job, but how are you finding time to even get potential clients and all that kind of stuff? And then we'll work into how do you actually find the time to actually do your work? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in the beginning, a lot of my clients came through word of mouth and referrals. I was and still am a part of several Facebook groups that were good for making connections um, and helping other people when they would, you know, come to the group with an issue or a problem. Um, that was a really good way for me to get clients in the beginning. Um, fast forward to today, this is skipping a little bit ahead, but at this point in my business, I, I am looking to grow my team because it is hard in the day-to-day of client work to actually go out and get new clients. There's not the time to be visible. There's not the time to build relationships and make more connections when you are head down in <laughs> client work. Yeah. So that is, that's kind of this place that I'm at right now is looking like, how can I scale this? How can I yeah. make it more feasible? Right. How can I bring people on to help in the back end so I can be the front facing person of the brand? Yeah. So with, with that said, what are you feeling like you are, what, what is your hope right now to figuring that out? So can you give us an example of who you would want to hire out to handle what part of your job so that, like you said, you can be putting your, your face out there and getting more clients? Yeah. So the big picture goal is to have someone on my team in each of the three big areas. So brand design, web design, and copywriting. I still want to be in the trenches of every project, but also hold the role of like creative director. So Mm. I can oversee what's going on and still have my hand in the client work itself and delivery and making sure everything is up to standard, but not always doing the actual execution of the work. Yeah, that makes sense. So if you could hire somebody today, what would you, what would be the first thing that you would want to offload that would help you the most? Right now, I think help in the visual department. So the brand design um, and building out client logos, building out client brand elements Mm. and getting that process really really refined because that's essentially the first thing that people need when they come to me is a solid brand, yeah, solid logo. And I work with a lot of people who need all three. So they get my full service, all-inclusive brand package, um, which is kind of what I've become known for is all three in one. So you don't have to seek out separate freelancers right. to, yeah. to do that stuff for you. But before you need anything else, you really need a solid visual brand and a strategy behind your business. So getting that piece really strong for my own business would allow clients to like flow through the process of all three brand web and copy in a more seamless way. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, it made me think about what like suggestions would you have for women that do have businesses, and they're struggling to get um, the sales copyright and marketing their product or service. Like what, what is a little bit, what is a tidbit that you can give them that they, they need to focus on that they, if they feel kind of like all over the place? Yeah. So sales copy and messaging, that is, that is hands down my favorite part. Like I love, I love a good, strong brand story and a brand message. And the thing for women to remember when they are building their businesses is that they offer a solution to a problem. So whether they are a product-based business or they're a life coach or they um, offer services like I do, like web design, um, maybe they're a cook and they provide meals for other people, the possibilities are endless. Whatever solution that you offer to people, that is what you need to drive home. You need to write about 
where your people are right now. Like they're struggling with their housekeeping. Their house is not in order, but you offer the solution to organization. You offer the solution to a calm and peaceful home. That's the transformation that you need to walk them through in your words that you write about. So your copy is about your business, but it's really about the people you are serving. Yeah, I like that. So are you listening thinking, yes, I have ideas in my head and I have business ideas that I really want to pursue. I just don't know where to begin. Well, I have a program perfect for you. It's called Gainful Growth. And what it is, is is a step-by-step system to help you start a profitable business. So if you guys missed the episode with Allie Worthington, you guys need to go check that out after this episode. She is the one who created this system. And on the episode, she talks about why she created it, especially for women and moms who don't have time and they just need something simple to run their ideas through to see if they could actually work. So if you're thinking, I want to start a business or I want to have a great income doing what matters, or possibly you just want to make your dreams a reality, Gainful growth is perfect for you. So some of the things that you will get with gainful growth is you will be able to figure out if your idea is worthwhile to pursue. So I know many of us have different ideas floating around in our head. So this will help you narrow that down. Also, will your idea even work? Also, to figure out how to do this and not waste any time and money or energy, and if this idea will actually be successful. So this is where Gainful Growth will have you covered. And what's awesome about this is it's not overwhelming. I love the layout. I've done it myself. And you can go at your own pace. And Allie has given us, the Mom Inspired Show listeners, a discount. So if you go to gainfulgrowth.com, use Mom Inspired at the checkout, you're going to get this program for only $99 versus $249. You know, I've talked to Christy Wright from Business Boutique, and she's all about what problem are you solving? You know, so I like that you are leading with that um, because when that comes across, then people, I kind of, I think they're kind of like, oh, wow, yes, I need that. And I feel like sometimes it's hard, especially as women to pitch themselves, right? To sell themselves. Oh, yeah. But if you're selling a solution, I feel like that feels a little bit different, right? Like you're kind of like, well, I'm selling you a solution. I'm not selling you myself, you know? And so I I think Mm -hmm. that's great information. Um, Let's just go back into um, the day to day. So you have the kids, you're homeschooling. Where are you working in your actual work? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, Maybe we pick it, maybe we do it day by day, or we look at it as a week, whatever, whatever you think would give a better picture for everyone. Sure. I think probably probably looking at a week at a time is more accurate because I never, or I rarely have things that I have to get done certain days of the week. I have things that I need to move forward on, um, as far as client work and other things to grow my business. But I try to never box myself into certain days just to allow the flexibility (laughs) of like my children. Yeah, exactly. But my day, I really try to start out with the homeschooling with my boys. Um, I have learned lately that I need to get proactive work done and then move on to reactive work. And what that means uh, is for anyone who is not super familiar with that is like get the work done that you're not 
responding to other people, you know, like, so with, with, with homeschooling is I know I need to get it done every day. So getting it done and off the plate lets me move on to like my inbox and I can deal with emails and I'm responding to other people, or I can jump on social media and try not to get down the rabbit hole, Mm -hmm. but still it's, I got the most important thing done first. Yeah. Same thing with client work. Um, if that is something that's really pressing that day, I focus on that first before I move to my inbox or anything else that will kind of lead me, lead me down a path that I'm not necessarily (laughs) like in control of. (laughs) Yes, I agree. So do you work a lot at night or do you work it into your day? Um, both little bit of both. My kids are actually really amazing at independent play. Oh, nice. Which has been amazing. So since I've had the business and working um, as like, you know, part-time side gig since 2014, they're just kind of used to me now. If I have to pull out my laptop, they know I have a little little bit of work to do and then I will be done and move on with my day with them. So how long are you, what does your day look like when you were homeschooling? Like if you were to say, if you start at a time, what time do you normally end so that we can just paint a picture for the listeners? Yeah. yeah. So we typically start after breakfast. So anywhere between eight and eight thirty. And right now my boys are in first grade and kindergarten. Mm. So the, the book work that they have to do is really not that extensive. Okay. So we, we can typically be done in two hours or less nice. of actual schoolwork. And yeah. then we're reading or we're exploring, we're going outside. So we're doing other things, yeah. but like the math, the spelling, the language, um, all the handwriting and reading, that can be done in one and a half to two hours at this point. Yeah, I like that. And that is the thing with homeschooling. I mean, I know homeschooling moms and they talk about that, how it can become more efficient and stuff like that. So it's not like you're trying to do this whole day um, right. in your day, right? And so I think that sometimes people think that too, but they're you're really able to condense it down um, and just get to the nitty gritty and then kind of go and explore and all that kind of stuff and then work your work into it. Now you have... Um, you have a, a young daughter, right? How old is she? I do. Yeah, she's two, two and a half right now. Okay, so how do you get your work done with having a toddler? Because I feel like a lot of people be like, I barely can get my house clean with having a little <laughs> one. So any thoughts on that? She She's funny. She's probably my hardest one in a sense that she wants to be with me all the time. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So and she you... always wants to be with the boys as they're doing school. Oh, so we do yeah. coloring and art projects. <laughs> um, on, the, on the days that it goes really bad, yeah. I make her take a nap and then we do school. Because sometimes that oh. is the only thing that gets done in a day. Yeah. Until bedtime. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then I've got my couple hours. Sure. That, and, that, and that's why I wanted to ask you. Because I, you know, because I do think, you know, all different personalities are different and stuff like that. Like some people may have really active kids that it's really hard to get anything done. So, you know, if they're hearing like, oh, my kids are really good at independent play, they might be like, well, that's really great for you. Um, but listening to you talk about your daughter, they may be able to resonate with that and be like, okay, exactly. that makes sense, you know? Yeah. So with starting your business and just working it around your family and all that kind of stuff, what would you say has been the biggest struggle or obstacle that you've come across? Um, The biggest obstacle is the juggle between work life and mom life. When I am working on my business, I just want to keep working on my business. Yep. But when I am with my kids and we're having a really fun day, that's all I want to do. So to split my time, 
can be really difficult. Like I have to weigh the opportunity cost of everything that I do. So if I say yes to this one thing, if I say yes to a project, a new client, um, an activity with friends, it doesn't really matter what it is. If I say yes to one thing, I am essentially saying no to doing anything else. Sure. Yeah. So that has become a really important way for me to decide what I should be doing with my time. Yeah. I agree. I run into that too, especially if I'm quoting for travel and stuff like that. And I've had to get back to people and say, you know, I respond to them to let them know like, Hey, here's this information. But then if they, if they come back to me and it's later in the evening, I, I I probably will shoot them a message so that they know that I got it. But I'll say to them, I'm done working for the night. Um, and I will get back to you tomorrow morning unless they're like literally mm-hmm. traveling and I, and they need help that that's a different story. Um, right. So, so that's just something I've had to learn to kind of, you know, juggle because <laughs> you could be like so focused on that. And then you're kind of like, oh, I need to change gears. And sometimes changing gears is difficult. Like you were saying, it's like you want to stay with one and not move over to the other and the same vice versa. If it's work, Mm -hmm. work to kids, kids to work. Um, so I think that's good to point out with, to other moms that you might experience that. Um, another thing that I wanted to ask you as we, um, get closer to the end is what is your advice for moms that are starting out with businesses, or maybe they've been doing it for a little bit and, you know, they're finding it really hard to make money or as much money as they would like. Have you run into this problem or has it been pretty steady for you um, this whole time? It's been steady enough, but I have gone through feast or famine seasons. So if you're going through a famine season, a lot of it is like cyclical with Mm -hmm. the actual year, the school year, um, the buying cycles of people, what your audience needs and when they need it. So if that is is where you are right now, you're not alone. And I feel like everybody does go through feast or famine cycles by nature of business, by nature of online business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're starting out. For sure. But if you're if you're someone who uh, is looking to like take it to the next level or just keep that slow and steady growth going, take a look at what's working in your business, not necessarily what you want to be doing most of all. This is something that I had to learn because sometimes what your audience wants isn't what you want most of all. And you have to shift just a little bit to, to kind of respond to what the market is looking for. Yeah. I like that. You know, you need to be true to yourself, but you also do need to know Mm -hmm. your audience. And so- You know, because, yeah, I mean, if you want to be true to yourself and keep going like, well, I want to talk about this, you're going to lose your people. So you have to decide <laughs> which one's more right. important. And if it's more important for you to be like, well, I'm just keeping to this, then you might realize that you are going to lose customers. So I do think that's a good point. And even with doing the podcast, I definitely can tell that there's cycles of when people are listening. It really drops off in the summer because okay. even, even I don't listen to podcasts that much in the summer because people aren't, they are not in their normal routine. So things just kind of go down and same with the holidays, you know, so even Mm -hmm. within that, that's not even a buying thing. That's just people listening. Right. And so uh, when, when I notice when all the schedules start changing, that's when things shift. And so, um, so definitely that would be the same with buying, you know, services or products and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, when do you find for you, for your business that it's the busiest within a year? 
Like, is there a certain time? Is it January? Are people kind of like, ah, let's do this? Or uh, is is it um, a different time of year? For me, it's been like mid-fall area to, and then it drops off during the holidays sure. and then kind of picks up in the spring again. But summer is slow. Yep. Um, for, for my business, yeah. people aren't necessarily wanting to start a big branding project when right. they know their kids are going to be off school yes. and they don't have childcare. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. So I think, I think probably overall with moms, like if you're targeting moms too, like in general, like if your businesses are targeting moms that are generally stay at home moms are doing businesses, like they're not going to a corporate job where they're working and have a commute that is the same, no matter what, if it's summer or not. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it definitely changes, you know? And so, um, that is good for people to know and to recognize that. So that like, if you're starting off in the summer, so for example, I'll give you an example about the travel. I started really in May last year. It was slow moving because I just came on right after spring break all happened. So by the time I came on, people had already picked their summer plans. So I was like, oh man. And so now, like right now, I'm getting like head up with spring break stuff, right? Because okay, it's, yeah. it's it just was the end of January. Now we're going to February. So it is interesting to see, even with different, you know, businesses and stuff like that, like how that all works out. Um, but as we, as we close, I wanted to ask you, what is some advice that you would give moms who want to start something? Um, they either feel like they can't do it or, um, they, or they have something that they're doing, but feel really stuck. And what is some advice that you would give them to, I don't know, to move forward or, um, you know, when your times that you were talking about like feast or famine, um, during that famine time, did you ever think like, is this like the wrong thing that I'm doing? Like, did you ever feel that like to be able to give people advice on how to push through? Yeah. Um, I think if you own a business online or you work in any thing as an entrepreneur, you will go through times that you go, Oh my word, this is terrible. (laughs) Why am I even doing doing this? (laughs) (laughs) Why am I doing this? Um, so again, this is not a feeling that, that no one else experiences. Everybody experiences this at one point or another. If you're going through a really hard time or you feel stuck, I've had the best, the best experience and the best results by seeking out another like-minded woman, mom, person who is in this online space and being open and vulnerable and asking them for their advice, like one-on-one relationships I love it. with people who, who can like fill into your cup. Like they can, yes. they can fill you up. They can encourage you. They can also give you tough love when you need it. Yeah. But it's a matter of like, they can see the good couple months down the road when you can't see that happening yet. So they can point you to like, look, you are on the right track. You are working hard. You're doing all the things to, to plant seeds and watch growth. And then eventually like, here's this big harvest. You can't see it yet, but I can see it for you. Yeah. Yeah. That is so powerful. Yeah. I agree. And that is good. I mean, it's hard to go through this alone, especially if you're doing an online business, you're not really around coworkers or anything like that. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm lucky enough to have a really good friend who does a podcast as well. And she lives in Oregon, so I don't ever see her, but it's, it's kind of like, 
we can do a shorthand with talking because it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, she knows what I'm talking about. I don't have to explain everything. If, if it, So for example, right, what I can say, oh man, my numbers are really low right now in the summer. She's like, so are mine, you know, so right. you can see, or she's like, well, mine kind of went up. I'm like, that's interesting. I wonder what you talked about, you know, so it is, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, cause she, hers is a little bit, hers is to um, working moms. So, okay. um, so again, her, her moms are all commuting to work still through the summer. So mine fluctuate a little bit because mine aren't, my podcast is, is not that it's not for working moms, but hers is solely for working moms. Yeah. So, so her stays a little bit more steady. And so, um, oops. And so I'm just like whacking the mic. Um, so yeah, that makes a big difference and it, it, it is nice to have somebody. So I, I want to say yes to your suggestion because I don't, I don't know if people feel like they don't want to go to somebody and share all that. But I say like, go to somebody, have somebody in your corner. It is nice to have somebody that you can do this with. It's kind of like having almost a coworker, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah, you're, you're, you're working together, even though it's like separate stuff, but you can kind of just be like, man, this is really rough and all that stuff. So I appreciate that. Um, so as we close, I just want to let you guys know that you can find Lindsay's information all on the show notes. So if you would like to reach out to her, possibly to talk about, you know, your business and logos and all that kind of stuff, make sure to check that all out. And if you don't get the show notes in your inbox every week, make sure to go and sign up for the email list. So all you have to do to subscribe is go to mominspiredshow.com, scroll down, you can enter your name and your email and you will be all set. Lindsay, I had so much fun talking to you and I hope that you, um, I hope that people feel inspired knowing that like, you can try to balance it. Now, I want to say this as we close, though. I think people get confused with, oh, you can have it all. Oh, we can have it all. We can do it all. The thing is, is not everything can be, though, at the top priority. Like it can't, everything can't be number one. And so I think yes. that's, the, that's the thing that people need to understand. Kind of like what Lindsay's saying. It's like, if she's saying yes to this, then she's saying no to that. Not saying yes to everything. And I think people get really confused with that and then wonder why they're failing or can't keep up. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. You cannot have everything as number one priority. And I feel like it's important to say that you can't um, feel like it's a badge to be doing everything. Like we homeschool, but Mm -hmm. homeschooling is not a badge to me. It is something we feel called to do in this season of life. Yeah. But there are some days that I wish my boys would Go to public school because I, because then I'd have the free day and it feels selfish when I think that. Uh, I would think that's a normal mom thought. (laughs) Yes, I think so too. So it's not like a badge. Owning your own business isn't a badge. Being a stay at home mom isn't a badge. Being like working a corporate career isn't a badge in my opinion. Yeah. Um, But we can choose things to do. And if they're prioritized in the right order, family, work, whatever order that needs to be for you, I think it will all fall into place. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad that you say that because I do think with moms, everybody feels guilty about whatever they're not doing, right? Like yeah, oh, if, you, yeah. if you choose not to go to work, now granted, I'm going to take this right off the table, is that people who have to go work, like that's a whole different situation when you have yes. to go do it. I I think what Lindsay's also talking about is that like if you choose to, you know, keep 
doing your career, that's cool. But also if people decide to stay home, it's like you, you can't make the people that go to work feel bad. You know what I mean? No. And, and like, and people who homeschool are like, oh, you must really love your kids more than people who, like me who sends their kids off. Goodbye. No. So I like that you say that. <laughs> yeah. Cause that is not the case whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Well, Lindsay, I, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you so, so much for having me. And I just want to offer your audience, if anyone wants to reach out to me personally, like via a DM on Instagram or my contact page, I love encouraging women, no matter what walk they are walking, business, not business, work, homeschooling, (laughs) whatever the walk is, if you need a piece of encouragement, (laughs) hit up my inbox. (laughs) Yes. And make sure, check out the show notes and I will put all her information there so you can go stalk her like crazy. Just, just kidding. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks so much, Amber. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Lindsay. As we were talking about Yellowstone and all of the traveling places, I just want to remind you guys that I am a travel agent. And if you need my help, I am here to help you and walk alongside of you and help you plan these trips. And so all you need to do to reach out to me is you can go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash travel agent and set up a free consultation and we can start brainstorming. Or if you want to go totally informal, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is Amber Sandberg or Facebook. It's Amber Sandberg. You can message me just saying, Hey, I'm thinking about this trip. You know, I don't know how much to save. I I don't know what are the options that I can do. That is what I'm here for. And I love helping people plan vacations, small or large. So I am here for you. So just wanted to put that out there that you can reach out to me. All right, you guys, I will talk to you next week. 